full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Mike Spiegelman. Hi, Carl. Hi. Do you hear me well? No, I can't hear a fuck you say. All right. How about now, like? Yeah, sure. Let's. What if uh, today I really just go to town and just pretend I like have a megaphone? Carl, I've been requested to use a different microphone and uh, audio setup. We're going to be watching the movie from a different thing. So let's see if this works. All right. Well, I don't think I can use this if I can't hear it. <laughs> I mean, your standards are high. All right. Well, welcome to the show. We're going to just skip everything. Hang on a sec. Hi, Carl. So, uh, I'm going to use this microphone uh, like I normally do. You've been requested not to. I, I can't hear you due to the feedback and everything. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, every week, Carl and I uh, watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Have you heard of YouTube? They show full-length movies on it. And we like to uh, watch them. We get... So what, the thing is, a lot of times I read about movies, I never have the opportunity to see them. Uh, but thanks to YouTube, they're posted. So Carl and I, Carl actually watches it, uh, does a lot of research for it, and uh, we watch it. So we're going to try the theme song uh, one more time. And then uh, we'll take it from there. So hang on, Carl. Let's see if we could play your original theme song. Okay. Standing by. Let's welcome back. So this is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Carl, how you been, man? I've been great. I hope you hear me well. I do hear you well. I'm trying to talk loud on purpose. No, it's good. I, I, I can see you moving. We have, we're on the same speed. Okay, uh, great. We're excited to be here. Uh, hopefully you're either listening to us. We're live every Sunday, uh, 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on mutinyradio.fm. And we're available on iTunes by our acronym... L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's also our Twitter handle. And we're on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. And we have an official site, our blog spot, Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com. And Carl maintains, curates our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, where we take old episodes and the movies and we sync them together. Or he does all, you do all the work. Yeah, but lately it's slowing down because, like, these copyright strikes, I, I don't know if I can keep it up, but I'm going to try. Yeah, you know what I think we should do is we should just take what's existing, find some funny moments, and edit a reel. How about that? That sounds like a better idea. Because the thing is, what I never understand is, 
Why am I getting a copyright thing? But meanwhile, the full-length movie is up there. Right. You pulled the movie from YouTube, reposted it, and now you're getting in trouble with YouTube. Right. It's your fault, Yubi. (laughs) You know, every time we make fun of YouTube, uh, our movie gets struck down. Remember when we made fun of YouTube for the Hottie and the Naughty episode? (laughs) Yeah. Never heard of that movie link again. (laughs) (laughs) That just vanished. All right. So I think we're ready. Uh... Uh, what we'd like you to do is to go uh, to YouTube. Carl, what's the movie this week? Today we are watching the worst movie ever. It's called Food Fight. The worst movie sure? ever. Well, according to the internet, and I've watched it. They're not far <laughs> off me. I should mention now, this you're... movie is a little well-worn. I'm not surprised if another bad movie podcast has covered it, but we're the only ones that will actually watch the movie with you. So. Yeah. Uh, That's right. We all love we all love these movies. So sometimes there's a little bit of an overlap. I I'm, I you know I pick what I can, uh, but it's exciting to have this movie here. So who's hosting it? Which channel? What should we do? Okay, so when you search, I searched for Food Fight 2012. Food Fight is one word, and I came up with. Okay, let me just get in here. All right, because uh, I have it on the Chromecast. It's a little okay. Hold on. Chromie. Okay, it's Sean N. Eight. Okay. Oh, the I see it. Channel is S H A U N Sean, capital letter N, and then I N C E. Ince. Sean in nice. Sean is nice. Sean yeah, Sean this. Sean this. Sean this. All right, so let's okay. go to Sean this site. Click it, and then immediately hit pause. I'm using a new I'm monitor. Uh, you know what? I have to hit. Okay. And uh, I'm trying this off a new board, so uh, wish me luck on this. So yeah. get to the site, hit pause, and then Paul Brumbaugh will do a countdown. And when uh, Paul lets you know, we're all going to click play. So let's. Uh, hi, Paul Brumbaugh. Hey, hey Spiegel. What's up, Carl? All right. What's up, man? Good to meet your daughter last week. Yay. All right, guys. It's time to get that finger a hovering. Over the play button, and we're gonna do it in three, two, one, go. All right, this is sponsored by Freemake.com. Yeah. That was like the the uh, that was kind of like the moon launch. You did it so well. Oh yeah. Oh, he's a professional. Next week, Dakota uh, will be doing the uh, uh, countdown. So uh, a- we're gonna keep it in the family. All right. So I just see just dead air. Oh no! Yeah, now I, I hear did. music. Threshold. Threshold. Threshold of pain. That's right. Threshold of pain. All right. Now, this this animation style, like, only shows up in the beginning and the end. Is that the credits? Did we just see the the title screen pop up? Yep. Packed on. It looks like one of those production company intros. Now, right. the guy waving goodbye, the grocer, that's Ed Asner. Oh, right. They probably said, Ed, speaking to this microphone. He's like, okay, what did I just do? Yeah. What day is this? What day is it? <laughs> oh, Mary. They pretended to be this- Mary Richards, and he's like, okay, I'll read this copy. <laughs> no, but back then he had a brain. Oh, please. Hey, so uh, we're watching uh, the world's largest supermarket shut down its lights. It's interesting how they shut down the lights quarter by quarter, aisle by aisle, not just the whole mm-hmm. thing. Marketropolis. 
You see, Ed uh, Asner just bumped the, bumped a shopping, the shopping cart. cart. Okay, so now it's night and no one's around, so a secret happened. It's a city. Yeah, we got like the Moussan Rouge, that's Paris. Yeah. Then we got like Vegas, and we have a full city. There's Times Square. And it's populated by the commercial icons that that don all the food boxes. For reals? Yeah. There's a vampire. What the fuck's with that bat? Uh, that vampire will become part of the story, and it's played by a funny comedian. At least he is, in my opinion. It's um, Larry Miller. Oh, we like Larry Miller. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Well, he has a podcast. Maybe he's talked about this movie on his podcast. I don't know if he's talked about it, right? He's got the man with the career. There's come tofu. Look at this. Let's not racist at all. Let's start this movie off with just some flat out racism. Well, no, there's a dragon and he's got a temple. And what does he sell? Like uh, duck sauce? Yeah, that kind of, it's Chinese food. So uh, we should get this out of the way. There was a movie called Sausage Party. Which was an animated yeah, but movie. I don't, I don't find them to be too similar. I really don't. Uh, see, he just farted. The yeah, frog there was farted. a frog. And so there's I, the real Mr. Clean covered in mud. Blood. Blood. Frog blood. No, no, mud. No, it was blood. The manhole cover crushed the frog. You could hear this mortal coital shuffle off that animated character. <laughs> and the blood was covered all over Mr. Clean. Okay, so here's gotcha. our uh, Bruce Willis character. That's our hero, and I guess you'd call him an Indiana Jones character. Wait, Carl, I don't understand something. It's Sausage Party, when the lights go off in the supermarket, all the food becomes anamorphized. Uh, nope. But in this no, world... It's... It, the food is always alive. No, during the day, the food is alive. It's just that humans can't see it. Oh, that's right. Unless they're on bath salt. But what we're watching right now, when the lights go out, are yes. actual animated pigs and dogs and becomes a city. It yes. becomes a cartoon world. Right. It becomes a cartoon world populated by the icons of the food items. You keep and saying the icons, but I mean, other than Mr. Clean getting covered in mud, are there more? I mean, like, is there at least 20 yeah. of them? Yeah, there's more. Um, there's, there's lots more. Um, I've got a list here and, and I'll be calling them out as, as we, please do. Uh, Carl, it's very hard for me to watch this animated movie without seeing the words now loading appearing. <laughs> this is a game that PlayStation 1 would have been like, no, we can't publish this. <laughs> this is more like PlayStation 0 graphics, this uh, movie. Oh, it's, they're terrible. And you can't say, well, computer graphics were primitive at the time because Pixar was in full swing. Yeah, this came out in 2014, right? I mean, it's not no, like... No, no, this came out in 2012, but but it didn't really get made in 2012, you know? I mean, it got made throughout the early 2000s and then finished Yeah. in 2012. Now, this guy is a detective, and he keeps the city safe, and he's famous for that. And he's got the greatest girlfriend in the world. Okay, this... Mrs. Clean. Who, Aunt Jemima? <laughs> no, it's... Uh, it's um, uh, it's Hillary Duff, believe it or not. It's called Hillary. Sunshine Goodness. She's a brand of raisins. An actual brand of raisins? Yeah, he's, Sunshine Goodness. He's putting now, his... Is, do 
Oh, wait a minute. He's putting his red rocket into a box of raisins? Two scoops of raisins? Talk about two scoops yeah. of raisins. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, the, the golden raisins appear in this. They're one of the contracted um, real-life food uh, icons. <laughs> by the way, I say icons because in the... They call them icons in the, the movie. That's why I'm using the words icon. They say the word icon? Like, oh, that Mr. They Clean, he's Ike. an icon. He's an Ike. Mm-hmm. An Ike. There she is, Hillary Duff. Oh, let's listen to Hillary. Superstars. She's hacky sacking with watermelon. Wait, where? Carl. Carl. <laughs> that's Daredevil Dan. Carl. Carl. Help me out here. Carl, help me out here. They're in an open field. Yeah. Is this supposed to be in the supermarket at night? Yes. It becomes a park. I, it, no, there it becomes a city, and the city contains a park. It's a dumb concept. Oh, it is a dumb concept. I'm not saying it is not a dumb concept, but <laughs> it's mind-boggling. This is like, I don't know, this is like a comic book, and oh, we're in a multiverse. Right, yeah. right, multiverse. That's the way to get around it. But they weren't really saying that. This was conceived 12 years earlier in 1999. Um, by an employee of... Well, I guess I should get into the backstory. I'll do that, but... Yeah, oh, by all means, I think the, the, our listeners should know everything about this movie. Like, this is one of well, those Well, right films. now, I should just let you know the, that this is a plot point. He wants to ask her to marry him. And she, he was telling... His name's Dex, dog detective, okay? And he was telling his best friend, Daredevil Dan that, you know, he's got the ring and he's going to ask her to marry her. He's, marry- Dan is- he's marrying a dog. A cat. He's marrying a cat. She's a cat. She's got cat ears. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't... Yeah, right. It's a, it's a multiverse. I guess cats and dogs can get along. Cats and dogs dog. fucking together. <laughs> it's total man. What do you mean a biblical proportion? Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> a lot of now, spinning this in this movie. I'm getting nauseous. <laughs> Moose has got a very bad I'm a soprano accent. Oh, let's hear the let's hear the Moose's soprano accent. Mm, ice cream, my favorite. Oh, that's tough. You want a lick? Yes. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Jack. Carl, generally, if someone says you want to lick, you say yes. Oh, yes, you do say yes. I mean, especially if you're a guy. Look at the product placement there. See farmland milk? Yeah. You'll see that throughout. Here he's talking. Okay, all right, all right. Oh. I just want to take care of you, baby. This is, this is a dog. That's Charlie Sheen's voice. Charlie Sheen? Yeah, and this was recorded at back at the time in which Charlie Sheen was blowing up I'm a Crazy. I yeah. called winning. It was that era. Wow, that seems like 100 million years ago. <laughs> this computer-generated food is fun. There's like a giant banana split and a uh, souffle. There, oh, here he is. You're going to miss it again. Oh, oh. Daredevil Dan. Look, now, he's about to ask uh, her to marry him when Daredevil Dan uh, distracts them. Hmm. She's got a full pineapple on her table. What the fuck's she going to do? Eat a fucking pineapple? <laughs> you see what he drew? Yeah, he drew like a, a... Not only did he do something in the sky, sky writing a heart, but there's a proposal uh, illustration in there. Right. Now, how come she's so dumb that she doesn't get it? Make the engagement ring? For fine out loud. 
So he's, okay, this is a plot point. He's going to try to do a loop-de-loop that makes the engagement ring. Right. But he never does the loop-de-loop right. Okay, so later on in the film, it's going to be important he does the loop-de-loop and... Oh, at the end, he's going to achieve the loop-de-loop. Yeah, it's the movie fart. And here you see she is going to run off and help Daredevil dance. But Charlie Sheen's like, no, let me ask you something first. And she's like, well, I'll be right back. And the, you know, the rest Daredevil of this Dan's movie, always fine. and this movie is about Daredevil Dan's uh, acceptance of his failure and his achievement of uh, overcoming it. Or, or is there a different plot? There's a totally different plot. <laughs> Daredevil Dan is the very talented Wayne Brady. <laughs> Wayne Brady? God, this is an all-star cast. Yeah. Hey, Carl, if there was a TV show and it starred Ed Asner, Wayne Brady, Charlie yeah. Sheen, and Hillary Duff, would you watch would it? You, yeah, well, I guess I am. Yeah. <laughs> In the service of your podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm even watching a movie. It just seems like a screensaver on my monitor. The animation is so bad. It's ugly to look at. It really is. It is ugly. That's a good term for it. Now, Daredevil Dan is made out of chocolate, okay? And yes. I, well, I knew that. Okay, that makes well, it's perfect a, it's sense. A, I wouldn't call it a plot point, but it's a thing you need to know later. So six when months Larry later. Miller, yeah. Larry Miller's like a Count Chocula kind of guy. Okay, it's daytime now, yeah. right? And this weirdo, weirdo guy who is Christopher um, uh, Christopher Lloyd, who people oh, me, know from Back to the Future. Yeah, let's listen to him. He barely acts. Brand X okay. detergent with Alexa. Brand X, huh? Never heard of it. Give us one week. Christopher Lloyd, God bless the guy, but I think he kind of retired from acting. He shows up here and there. Um, here and there. But yeah. it's usually more stunt acting. You know, he shows up at Sin City or as a bad guy or something. Right. And when it was 2015 and that was the uh, Back to the Future time in which they went to the future, he was, you know, he showed up for that. Yeah. He's he, pretty much retired. He did um, virtual YouTube videos where on the day that it was supposed mm-hmm. to happen, he showed up. And it's interesting because uh, it's it's on the box set of Back to the Future, but uh, he addresses the camera like it's a YouTube video, and he'll say, "Well, uh, in the future, well, why didn't we have micro defrostable, microwavable things?" And then he will explain because of this, and the idea was to explain why these products weren't there. I see. Crispy chips. It is an alternative reality. Yeah, well, I know that because Trump's president. Right, we're in the we're in the alternative reality right now. That's right. Yeah, it happened at CERN, the super collider. Okay, here we are in the future, right? It's like a couple of years later or something. Six months later, I don't know. This um, uh, sunshine goodness, she ran off to help Dan, right? In the plane crash, and she disappeared. He never got to ask her to get married. Where did she go? What happened? He's given up being a detective and because he thinks he's letting the town down. He can't crack the case of what happened to his girlfriend. He so still he is a, a snappy dresser. Oh, there's the farmland milk. Product placement. Carl, keep talking. I gotta, I, it's a little awkward using this microphone. i got to do one thing. So a joke on the wall, it says instead of 12 angry men, it's 12 hungry men. And that's throughout this whole thing making jokes about, uh, you know, puns that are about 
food products. So here, like for instance, it's not USA Today, it's USDA Today. <laughs> so anyway, he's promoting the fact right now with uh, his good buddy, um, Daredevil Dan, that he can't find her. Daredevil Dan's like, come back, be the detective for the town, we need you. And he's saying, you, I'm a failure, I'm a loser, I can't even find my girlfriend. The, but he's like, that's the one case you never cracked. It's the biggest case I never cracked. So, anyway, you can see that Dan's getting a little frustrated with him right now. This movie isn't good, but Charlie Sheen does his part. He does what he's supposed to do. Uh, do you think it's just because he's... They just went into a sound... I mean, from the... <laughs> From what I understand from the backstory, I mean, they must have recorded him 100 million years ago. They recorded him at the time he was a nutbag, um, right. which was 2003. Okay. Was, well, anyway, this guy, Larry, Lauren Kasanoff, he was the producer for the True Lies movie or one of them. He was at one time a partner with James Cameron. He had control over Mortal Kombat, the multimedia franchise, you know, which is video games and movies. Well, he decided to found his own uh, animation studio called Threshold. There, see, he had a company called Amalgamated Widgets. It was kind of a joke, but it was an intellectual property hub. They would buy, they bought the video game Duke Nukem. They would buy the rights to Lego animated projects. And they had a subsidiary, which was called Threshold Digital Research Labs, and they did animation work. I went, I went to Star Trek one. I mean, I went to Las Vegas once, and I went on the Star Trek ride. And through this research, I found out that they did the Star Trek animation there. Which looks better. <laughs> what? I, I, I believed I was in Star Trek world when I was there, so it looked okay. Yeah, it looked better than this. Is that what you mean? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, the World Wide Web was very new at that time. We're talking about 98, 99. So they did Bikini Masterpiece Theater to try to lure dudes. So anyway, in 1999, this Lawrence Kasanoff and another employee named Joshua Wexler, they conceived of this film. Food mascots had come to life, away from prying eyes. And it was much like the, the it was like Toy Story. They wanted to compete with Pixar. You see, that's probably why they came up with it. Okay, you see that penguin there? That's the guy from Saturday Night Live, Chris Kattan. Do you know him? Yeah, Dr. Spaceman. No, no. Chris Kattan is from Monkey Bone, and he's uh, Corey... Uh... Yeah, he's that Corey pet detective or whatever it is. No, Corey is like a mafia son. Right. right. He, yeah, I know that movie, and he loves the animals, and he gets the girl. Yeah, he was that's also why I in that. Uh, he was also in that dance, that movie in which they go to the nightclub. It was a Saturday Night Live sketch. They go to the nightclub. Sure, club uh, one night in. Don't uh, hurt me, don't hurt me anymore. <laughs> Roxbury, okay, see a night at Roxbury, right there. Yeah, that is Lawrence Kasanoff, by the way, or the huh. voice of. That's the Copa Banana. Ha, ha, ha. But I don't get it. Like, because they had the theme song in the trailer where they alter the Copa Cabana theme song to uh, yeah. tell the plot of this movie. And I just don't know why the supermarket would have a Copa Cabana. Well, it's a city and... Uh, I guess it's Miami? 
I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. And why, like, the thing is, it's always night when they're awake, so why have a night club? You get it? And it wasn't night when they were in the park. It, no, like it was the during the daytime. doesn't make sense. Well, they turn off, the old man turns off the lights aisle by aisle of his supermarket, and then they click it on again aisle by aisle, and then the city animates. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. What happens during the other 12? It's like dark city. Their memories are erased, and the city moves around, and then they wake up. What if they're sold out of a product? Does the icon go with? Okay, these are the sunshine. California Raisins. Right. And this is the song they sing, right? Heard right, the and there's line. Charlie Tuna. Charlie Tuna. So this is like the scene in Who Framed Roger Rabbit when they're at the nightclub and Betty Boop is performing. Yeah, I guess so, except like with animation that makes you... There's Mrs. Butterworth you were wondering before. With animation that makes you... It's creeped out, you know? Right. I remember seeing the Yellow Submarine at three years old. And there's the milk again. And that, um, that animation frightened me as a child. And I used to have dreams about that kind of st- animation style. Uh, so I can imagine the kids seeing this one, it would be much worse. This movie was recommended to me by my brother Adam uh, Spiegelman, who is a host of Proudly Resents, the cult movie podcast. It's been going on for seven years. I highly recommend it. Uh, but he recommended this movie, and he told me that he was going to sh- watch this movie with this kid. And he says he can't because there's like upskirt shots. Is that true? Am I spoiling yeah. this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a character they go. That you you just perfectly introduced her. Oh, that's her. We're gonna go. The yeah. camera's gonna go up her skirt. Well, I mean, no, you will see. It, I, it's not on purpose. Look right there. You can see the slit, right? Right. It's not like they say, "Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the upskirt shot." It's just during the animation. Well, that's why he can't show it to his kids. It's supposed to be for kids, but it's super creepy sexual. And not just her, many things in the film. As a matter of fact, there was, um, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, McKay Foods. Um, In this movie, Daredevil Dan made a cat call to Little Debbie. Uh, (laughs) Right. And then another snack mascot, you know, an Ike was supposed to declare that he had a case of peanut envy. Oh, okay. Yeah, McKee Food said no. We, you, you know, when they saw the rushes, they were like, this has got to go out. Now, what's this? No, tell me because we're going to have to get eventually approach this movie, but okay. this film got stolen? Okay, so many times you want to make the main story that about the thief, the, the stealing, okay? Yeah. But... That was just the first time the movie got stalled, all right? Um, Okay, it's right here. Okay. So let me just tell some backstory because it makes the best make sense. Yeah. The movie was announced in 2000. Um, They really had big hopes. They already cast Charlie Sheen and Eva Longoria, who is this brand X lady that we're seeing now. And they wanted to make it the next generation Pixar. And they were public about that. We're competing with Pixar. So he predicted $100 million in merchandise. Remember, back in 
$2,000, right? So maybe that'd be like one fifty today. Um, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, uh, there would be, you know, they would be promoting the movie, uh, not just being in it. And there would be Food Fight Web episodes, storybooks, plush toys, a live stage show, Food, food Fight on Ice. They really thought this movie was going to just take over the world. Video tie-ins, toys, multimedia web series. Okay, so uh, what I'm reading here is just more bragging. We've searched the world for the best talent in 3D animation. So anyway, it failed to make its 2002 release the promised release date because it had, because the hard drives were stolen that had a lot of the uh, work on it. Let's see. Wait, wait, say that part again. The hard drives were stolen. What the Um, fuck? Really? Like they must've hated working on it. There must've been so much animosity making this piece of shit. Here it is. Hard drives containing the unfinished film's assets were reportedly stolen. Um, Cast, Kazanoff said that it was stolen in what he called an act of industrial espionage. They had no backup, so production had to start from scratch. It started over in 2004, um, and everything changed. He used this as an excuse to reboot. You see, they were going to make this like a Looney Tunes-looking thing, like a Roger Rabbit. Right, like back in action. Space Jam. We're talking about Space Jam. More Space Jam than Toy Story, I would imagine. Yes. Even though they were competing with Pixar, they wanted this to be a Looney Tunes look. Which and was she's holding, Jam. Carl, she's holding a CD in her hands. It's her for compact disc. And what it is, it's a uh, circular uh, disc that you put into your computer or audio player. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> You're telling. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so then, okay, here it is. Threshold started from scratch. Uh, the break had given Mr. Kasanoff a new idea, probably one that sealed the film's fate. He wanted to direct it like a live action movie, complete with retakes, motion capture performances, and more spontaneity. I love that. I think that's a better idea, like a live action commercial, like Charlie the Tuna hangs out with Charlie Sheen in person. That'd be awesome. No, no, no. What he's saying is right now what you're looking at is Charlie Sheen's on the left, and Eva Longoria is on the right. In truth, it wasn't them. It was actors. And they're moving around and dancing and everything. And the way the animation is going is there is sensors on their body. You've seen this before. Oh, yeah. So sure. when she moves her arm, the animated, it's being captured. And the animation, they don't have to do frame by frame. Oh, my they God. Can, Hey, I got to mention that this animation is so bad. I think Donald Trump showed this during the video game seminar uh, conference <laughs> as an example of violent video games. That's how dated this graphics look. <laughs> the government's showing it as an example. So, so they, they contracted didn't... this company called uh, House of Moves. It's a motion capture company. And Image Metrics was some company that did sync animation. So... Okay, so what it meant was the animators who were making the motion stuff and the animators over at um, <clears throat> at Threshold, they were kind of speaking a different language. The, you know, like they were doing the motion capture, but over there they thought they were doing Roger Rabbit still. So it was another time-wasting thing in which they had all this 
rubbish footage that Threshold had made that just didn't go. You know what I mean? They had to start. Oh, there's another. Uh, I forget who that product is, but I got a list of products here: Captain Crunch, Energizer Bunny, Charlie the Tuna, Mr. Clean, Coca Cola, M and M, Skittles, and Spam. Um, so wait, there's they... a company called Commercial Alert. Yeah, they were advertising Watchdog in 2001, and they freaked out. Well, because yeah, this kind of weighs a lot of flags. I mean, it's uh, I I have no problem with it, but it is a blur, uh, a very blurred line between entertainment and uh, advertising. And for this movie, right. also entertainment. It's capitalism gone nuts here. You can see Mr. Clean in the back left there right now. <laughs> they said it raises commercial assaults on children to a new level of brazenness. Some people will stoop to any level to make a buck, and sadly, Food Fight is an example. It looks like a two-hour parade of junk food at a time when we have skyrocketing levels of childhood obesity and type 2 diabetes. Now, the movie had not came out. They weren't looking at this. They were looking at the promises of, we're going to take these characters who are on food and make them stars kind of thing. And by doing... You know, you see the commercial and then you tug on your mother's shirt. I want Count Chocula. Right. It's going to be that time triple, you know. Yeah, well, because what happened was parents, uh, the kids would see the preview and the mothers would tug on their kids' uh, shirt and say, I want Mr. Queen's uh, cleanser. Right. right. <laughs> okay, so here we see Dex getting the resolve that he, this brand X is messing around. He's just, he's just, he's going to leave his office. Look at that. He's got a price gun, right? <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of visual puns like that throughout the whole. Uh, it's like, hey, uh, Paul, can you turn the radio off? Thanks, man. I can't open the window because I got the radio on. I got the radio on. All right, oh, thanks. Right. That's a song, a terrible song. Okay, this guy, uh, see X there? That's uh, um, Ben Stiller's dad. We we talked about him last episode. Jerry uh, Jerry, Jerry Stiller. Stiller. He's General X. The late Jerry Stiller. The late Ed Asner, right? And the no, late Ed Asner's alive. He's alive. He what about Mr. Sure. Clean? Didn't he die in a autoerotic asphyxiation? Yeah. What he did was he put a, a little ammonia into a plastic bag and then he wrapped it over his head. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Man, those guys are so jaded. That's the only way Mr. Clean could come. Let's try to hear his voice again. I know you. Oh, all right. Here's the uh, soprano guy. Because I care. Oh, no. Too late again. Each and every Ike of you. But it's so dangerous. But that doesn't sound like Charlie the Tuna. Me, Charlie Tuna? Trust me. Brand X will make everything better. You have... <laughs> so, Brand X is invading because it's invading the store. So, there's more and more Brand X being stocked on the shelf. So, at night, Brand X is turning into like a sort of like a... Uh, uh, like the National Socialist Party, like a, you know what I mean? They don't control the country, uh, but they're the Nazi Party. You get it? So they're meeting with Hitler in the beer hall, <sighs> stirring up the pub. You know? No, going no. Right I'm going to turn this movie off. There's fucking neo Nazis in this movie. Um, it, neo means new. So oh, right. oh, they're old school Nazis. There aren't neo Nazis. There's uh. The Nazis are the models. So yeah. this guy is, has a German hey, accent. The detective will be dropped off at the cleaners. Post haste. That's Lawrence again. Speaking of clean, might I <laughs> interest you in a 
toothbrush? Right, I wanna, I'm uh, waiting to hear the, the villain talk. I fear this will not end. He's not going to talk German. It's uh, with an accent. Uh, Carl, you're fluent in German. How do you say What's food fight in German? Oh, well, food is Essen. I am not fluent. I took it in college. Food is Essen <laughs> and fight is... Uh, Krieg is war. It's not fight. Uh, Essen Krieg. I don't know what food fight is in German. <laughs> All right. So no, I, I say I'm fluent in German. I wonder I what these movies are called. What... This, you know, uh, as you know, hilarity that when movies, American movies play in international markets, they change the title. And I have a list, Carl. <laughs> Of mm-hmm. all the title changes for this movie, Food Fight. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, for example, in... Let's uh, start with the German. Well, German, it is Mr. Clean and his friends uh, go AWOL. Uh, no, 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 no. No, what was it called? It was called... Well, they, you know, they don't have to... Re- uh, in France, it was called uh, Danger Dan's Friend Searches for His Fiance. <laughs> I sniffed. <laughs> I sniff bogus here. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> the, you know the story. Uh, the sleeper in France was called Woody and the Robots. I, I, okay, so by sleeper you mean the Woody Allen yes, movie? Right, were there yeah. robots in that movie? I don't think so. There were. Yeah, there was in there the, was the future. No, sleeper was a movie where he falls asleep and he wakes up in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. I mean, he was. Um, there was some excuse I don't remember now. There was some legit reason he was in the future. I don't remember. Remember they had the sex machine? Yeah, right, the orb. Well, no, the orb was like a drug to get high. Yeah. And there was the funny scene in which Woody Allen was pretending to be a robot to trick everybody. But he wouldn't so let go of the orb. A robot, of course, could hold the orb. Yeah. So he was passing the orb around to the party and... Getting super dumb. Okay, so now I have to see Sleeper again. Thanks a lot. I just watched Take the Money and Run. That it was shot in San Francisco, and it's actually very funny because uh, they're on rooftops, and I recognize where they are, and I recognize mm-hmm. some of the streets, just the architecture and everything. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd rather talk about an alleged pedophile than talk about our movie today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> alleged. But uh, they're dancing. They don't leave rooms, do they? They just walk into a room and they just stay there. Maybe maybe you see what I'm saying about, like, the movie being stolen stopped their progress and they had to start again. But that's not why the thing tanks, right? The next thing is one side of the company is doing one kind of animation. The other side's doing another kind, right? So that then they had to restart all over again. And they decided to go with the uh, motion capture. Another thing that happened was Kasanoff himself. Um, so here's a, th- these are like statements from people who worked on the film, animators and stuff. Uh, his approach it was because he had gotten the money for it, no one could say no to him. And it's true. He did re- raise uh, $25 million from this like Korean investment company, Natural Image, and he thought the rest of the budget, you know, like $50 million would come from foreign pre-sales, loans against the pre-sales. They had big, big hopes for this film. This guy's ego was tremendous. So um, let's see, where is it? Um, I've got other things. Okay. Mr. Kasanoff would request things like, I want this to be more awesome. 
Or you'd say, oh, no, 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 make this like 30% better. Oh, yeah. Well, that that actually helps a lot. Can I just ask you, this source is from... Well, I scoured the internet gotcha. and put it all together in a Word document, so I didn't put down like a bibliography well, Carl, of each. Yeah, all right, no, no worries. I was just curious, but so yeah, so that's actually very constructive criticism from your boss. <laughs> what I mean, the thing is, he thought he had never directed anything before, and all, because he raised the money and he was in charge of the company, he thought I'll be the director too, and he would do stuff like, "Oh, that's good, but make it more awesome." Okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah, I'll make this 30% better. Okay, see you tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, I noticed this film has kind of a foot fetish. Like, she has really nice toes, and she just squashed her hero in, in the previous scene. <laughs> Maybe I have a foot fetish. Uh, yeah, because I didn't notice that, but okay. All right. Yeah. Well, why else would they make this movie, right? Just uh, Like, the only people who show up to this movie are, like, foot fetishes. It's a shit movie, but man, if you like computer-generated feet... You are in for a treat. <laughs> um, right now, they realize that tomorrow, pretty much the store, they just did a little internal research, and they found out that Brand X is addictive, and that's why it's selling um, through the roof. And that's why the store is stocking it like crazy, because, you know, they're just stocking what sells. It's a little so they've learned that tomorrow, pretty much everything's going to get replaced with Brand X. So... You know, our heroes, Dex, uh, Dex the dog here, and um, Daredevil Dan, they got to make their move now. So what they're going to try to do <clears throat> is go, uh, like, across the store and, and, and send an email, and they're going to do it during the day when the humans are around, which means, they, you know, it's very dangerous and they could get squashed. So they're making their plans to do that. I find that I find this storyline a little insidious because it's if this was a, like a corporate sponsored film where these people uh, corporations are paying to have their icons in it, mm-hmm. the plot is saying that the No Frills brand, which is technically you know whatever surplus sold, brand X. it's the same brand X. Brand X is basically the same product without the advertising, and the, the companies that do the advertising are saying they're evil. They're like fucking Nazis. You should never buy brand X. Don't buy No Frills. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I know it's Brand X, but they're saying that Brand X is addictive and they're... I don't think that Larry was saying, hey, we're doing you a favor because we're making people hate generics. You know what right. I mean? Well, that's what it seems like. Yeah. They're Nazis. Well, the generic brand. Oh, they're definitely Nazis, yeah. <sighs> you can see the soldiers on the ground yeah. there. For what, 100 customers that show up to this old man's supermarket? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so another thing, um, just because we're talking about Nazism or whatever, the school play at the high school was um, Sound of Music. And Sound of Music includes, you know, takes place in Austria at the time of Anschluss when the Nazis took over Austria. And our hero, of course, is against that, right? But that is what happens. They take is over is he Nazis. against that? This is Trump's America. So at this time in 1937, before Trump's birth, um, Austria did agree to be part of Nazi Germany. And so all these flags flew. And so to the left and the right of the stage at the high school were huge, authentic-looking 
uh, Nazi swastikas, you know, with the red and the circle and, and the swastikas tilted a little to give it motion. It's, it's on the left and the right. But that's okay. It's serving the play, right? It's all part of the play. Then the play was over, and they were doing that stuff where people get flowers, and thank you to our set designer, and let's bring our seniors up here who won't be with us next year, that kind of thing. Right. But they left up the, the flag. It looked like a Fourth Reich gathering. <laughs> we will now welcome the seniors. I, mean, I swear to God. It That's so enough. funny, because everyone was Why probably... Why didn't they just take it down? The thing's over. Yeah, right. The, the musical number's over. <laughs> Who's okay, this so guy? I, who, who are we watching now? This guy now? is going to Brand teach X, them right? that Brand X is addictive, and that's why it's working. Now, he has a big nose, and he works for Brand X, or he's against Brand X? No, he's like a scientist, and he doesn't work for Brand X. He, you see how stressed he is? for the He just snotted on there, hero. Yeah, because he's got a big nose, whatever that means. He's Jewish. No, <laughs> he's not. Wait, maybe I'm wrong. Listen, let's listen to his accent. The villains are Nazis. I think I'm right. Okay. They're gonna hey, that guy's got a big nose, too. Right, they're tormenting an elephant. They really go after the big noses. Oh, he is speaking. He said, we're going to do something to you you'll never forget. He goes, of course I won't. I'm an elephant. <laughs> uh, I laughed at that one. Nose, get it? Yeah. All right, so they're at the scientists, and they're uh, he's explaining. Let's listen to him. This this was never released theatrically, right? Uh, yes, it was. It was released only in the UK. It made about twenty thousand dollars for all the sixty million that it took to make it, and then it went to DVD. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's on YouTube. And now it's on YouTube. Okay, so here's another thing that was messed up that delayed um, the release. See, they, it was like an annual press conference, and they said, in which they were like, next year we're releasing. Let's see, where is it here? Food Fight failed to make the 2002 release as well as the anticipated 2005, 2006, and 2007 date. May 2013, the feature made its debut on DVD. So I told you that there was um, motion capture, right? Right. So, okay. So image metrics had a limitation. Performers had to stare straight ahead and keep still. The result was subdued with eyes appearing vacant or looking in the wrong direction. There's a very conscious exaggeration in animation that makes it feel alive. And the capture didn't work like that. This it's called the uncanny valley. It's when you uh, Shrek looks so realistic that when you look into Shrek's eyes, uh, you look like you're looking into the void because he's just he's alive. Yeah, or he's not, but he's kind of. Oh, is this? So is Wait, it all? What's it called again? You said the, the uncanny, uncanny valley. Uncanny valley. Okay. That's when something is so perfect it looks unreal or real. Like it's just it's unsettling. So when you look into the eyes of a of a Dreamsworth character and you go, Ugh. I see, I see. So it's a little creepy. Yeah. Okay. So you can see that if their eyes look lifeless and dead, he's just stay straight staring straight ahead instead of moving left and right and so anyway, it just it was once again knocking the animation and what they had to do is they had to like, uh, make it more uh, human beings. 
Those are human beings. Ugh. Yeah, they're they're now crossing. Oh, this is like watching Dire Straits videos. Uh, money is for nothing, and the chicks for free. Ah, what? <laughs> this is so gross. They're trying uh, to cross the the. Uh, they're trying to cross the um, store and get to the email to like find out why some products got canceled, and it's going to lead to understanding why Sunshine Goodness got canceled, etc. They're in the daytime in the real world. Uh, now they're right. back in their their old world. Well, it's sort of like the brands are hiding in the freezer or something. Once again, that's the guy from Saturday Night Live. Chris Kattan. Corky Chris Kattan, Romano. Yeah. Corky Romano himself. <laughs> All right, so now they're in the real world. And there's a human being and they're going to look ugly as shit. Let me see the legs. There's Ed Asner. Oh, oh it's Ed Asner. Okay, so they made it across the uh, store and now it's night again I don't know how it's night again but they made it across the store and they're going to try to wake up the uh, computer so they're what world are they in right now during the night they're back to their world okay and that explains this weird hotel with uh, lanterns on every floor right yeah now we're going to see Larry again Larry Miller he looks like now, a... here's what's creepy. This is Vlad Chocula. So he loves chocolate. So, of course, the um, uh, Daredevil Dan is made out of chocolate. So it's this weird, creepy thing when he's talking almost sexual to him. Like, oh, ah, you're I looking want some good. chocolate. Yeah. Cool. Chocolate Vampire used to have cards. <laughs> Do you work out? I use the Thighmaster. You're looking pretty good for... Uh, Larry Miller. But so is he supposed so, to be Count Dracula? Uh, Count uh, Chocula? Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. No yeah. disrespect. But he doesn't so it's look anything. It's weird. He's like trying to have sex with the chocolate guy, but he isn't really. He's, he's, the, just, it's supposed to be Carl, that he wants to eat him. He just yeah. wants to dip it in chocolate. <laughs> exactly right. He likes to dip it in chocolate. Uh, uh, you can't blame the guy. Yeah. We're all guys, you know. Okay, but, so that was another delay because they were like, this looks not lifelike. We have to, you know, let's take all the footage and try to figure it out again. Okay, this is the computer person. And they're trying to figure out about these emails that had products canceled. Okay. Yeah. Bittersweet. Do you go out much, by the way? Because I like to dance uh, a little See, he's macking on him. But is he supposed to be Cal Chocula or a different character named Chocula who happens to be in a supermarket full of licensed products? He's a, he isn't literally Count Chocula, no. But he's Chocula a is a copyrighted... Bat. He's a bat who likes chocolate, but he's not... He's a vampire bat who likes chocolate, but he's not Chocula, because that's a trademark name. Uh, well, two things. One is his name is Vlad Chocula, but I don't think it's because Count Chocula is copyrighted. I mean, they were... They had all these contracts, right? Right. If they, they could have got Count Chocula, but... Here's another weird thing. Why isn't Mr. Clean a star of the show if he was contracted? Do you know what I mean? Right, and why Charlie Tuna got wasted. Did she say sorry, Charlie, when she stepped on his fin? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so obvious he shouldn't have said it. Now, in 2005, he got another $20 million in finance and keeping this thing alive um, because – Story arc, some company story arc. They like that it, the brand tie-in. They like the celebrity voice cast. 
They right. like the distribution deal that he struck with Lionsgate. Um, but when it, it didn't release in 2006 and 2007, it like triggered this clause in the contract in which the insurance company was allowed to sell the thing. Um, okay. Yeah, it's they were called Fireman Something. Uh, if I could find it. Uh, so they basically like liquidated. Fireman's Fund. Yeah, they were like liquidate. So the, yeah. they they received the copyrights to the film in 2012, um, and their their job was to get it out as quickly as possible and uh, make what money they could. So they had the company quickly finish up the film. Um, yes, as we can plainly see. Now, in 2012, they put an ad in the paper, Notice of Public Sale, The Hollywood Reporter, and they were auctioning it for $2.5 million, but that never materialized. So they released it in the UK, they made a quick 20 grand, and they released it in DVD. The guys who finished the film were like, this film's ruined anyway, so just cross the T's and dot the I's. You know? Yeah. Finish the animation. This was the number one movie in England back then. They kind of looked out. Number zero. <laughs> Complete the film and and finish it quickly and cheaply as possible. That was the contract. Well, they achieved. And throw in as much Nazism as you possibly can. <laughs> they figured we might as well get that market. Uh, it says that it was 13,000 euros. So I guess that's $20,000. Some of the plush toys and storybooks did make it to stores and to eBay. And in the United States, Viva Entertainment waited until Walmart could assure good display placement and then released it to DVD. And that's how it died. <laughs> wow. That's an embarrassment for like Mr. Clean. It's an embarrassment for Charlie Tuna. You know what yeah. I mean? Like these animators had viewing parties and they were particularly stressful. It says here because it was half-baked sequences, and they were ashamed to put their names on it. Yeah. So they were like, let's get drunk and laugh at this movie, parties, instead of, yay, us. Well, we just got to the villain's castle, and instead of having swastikas, there's X's flanked on the side. It's a little unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. It's obvious. Yeah. It's just strange you would have Nazism. I mean, I get it. It's it's an emerging market. There's neo-Nazis who need to be entertained, but uh, I'm not in that market. By the way, I see here that Threshold is still a real thing in operation, and right now they're soliciting money on Kickstarter for a documentary about meditation. They've never again tried to do an animated feature. I wonder if they did any video game animation. It would seem like I've seen this Threshold, uh, played a Threshold game. Yeah, they did do... Duke Nukem? Actually, I don't really know that. The Their, their parent company... Like I said, they would buy intellectual property, and lots of that was video games. But I can't really see. Yeah, I don't know what video games Threshold may or may not have done. There is only one cool thing about this entire debacle. Okay. Okay. They worked with a company. They worked a company called. Uh, they worked with IBM, and they were do. Remember, this is early two thousand. And they were doing something called on-demanding, on-demand processing power off-site. That is, 
you've got a million computers and we don't have any, so we're going to use your computers over the Internet to do our processing. So when we click the button to animate this segment, it was really happening out there, which means we call it today the cloud. Right. There was no such thing as the – see, there really still isn't any such thing as the cloud. We just put a name on it. It's just like always. The cloud says you can use our hard drive to put your stuff on, and we'll just back it up and save it for you. It's really just a computer somewhere. The same thing with processing. Like, you get all your animation ready, and you click the button that says render, but it isn't chugging along with your CPU locally. It's out there, I'm going to say, on the cloud. There was no such term at the time. Is this voluntary? Like, are people aware that they're getting processed through this? I mean, like... I I understand this concept. I I know the PlayStation Three had a charity that would uh, process your PlayStation Three with permission. We might be using the English word processing in a different yeah, way. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. So let's say like um, I do the computer program. To, okay. Right now we're looking at this French guy with his ugly beard. Right. Uh, is he an actual product placement character? Oh, he just farted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. It's the same color okay. as the as the guy talking, right? Yeah. Okay, so you would put into your computer, here's the text that he's going to speak, here's the audio, and apply it to the mouse. Then you click a button that says render, and what happens is the computer program actually makes it, according to your instruction. That's <laughs> the processing of Oh, it. I see. And that wasn't done at your desk, on the computer, and at your feet you know, or in the other room, the server room. Rather, it was done all the way over in Santa Monica, California. By, you know, you press the button here, it does, did the work over there because they've got super, super computers. Right. Well, we're watching the California Raisins dance and then the characters, the half-created characters and the half-corporate logos are all dancing while the Nazis are dancing with them. Well, you see, it's, the Nazis are saying, we're, Brand X is saying, we're in charge now, and you all have to do our song. So everybody pretend you're happy and dance. Oh, he's doing the worm. Bad movie rule. Break dancing. Bad movie rule. <laughs> yeah, that is. So they didn't. none of this is rotoscope. None of this is motion captured, right? When they're like doing all somersaults. All of it's motion captured. All of it's motion captured. I don't captured. know what rotoscope is, but... Rotoscope is old school motion capture. That's what uh, the Lord of the Rings animated movie was. Uh, mm-hmm. It was uh, where you film it and then you have animators animate over it. Uh, a bunch of Richard so Linklater movies. The, um, you've seen that situation in which a person is in a room, it's all white, and on his elbow is a sensor, and on his fingertips is a sensor. Yeah, you like know, ping all pong over balls. His what? Ping pong ball y looking yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And the, it's a ping pong ball because it needs to know the X. Y and X, Y, and Z coordinates, right? Right. Not just up and down, left and right. It's also back and forth. So right now, see Charlie Sheen's hand is moving up and down. That's all ping pong ball stuff. And it was new for its day, this this company, Motion, uh, uh, what's it called? House of Moves, Motion Capture Company. They were on the cutting edge. I mean, the ugliness of... The computer graphics they laid on top of this, you know, there's no accounting for that. But capturing of the motion was very unique. And this this was after the original was quote-unquote stolen. 
Well, now you're, yeah, it was, yeah, you're, that's right. The original was Looney Tunes looking, and it got stolen. And so Kastanov said, hey, you know what would be easier instead of all this animating, animating, animating? Let's do motion capture. It's simpler. Also, they were backing up. That's how this IBM connection first was born. Because, you know, the stuff got stolen. They had no backups. So they contracted with IBM. We'll make it here, but every night we'll back up to your servers. Right. That's the only thing I think is neat about this film is it, well, I guess I like the motion capture concept, but the other neat thing is cloud computing was used even though there was no such thing. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool how that goes, I guess. But the, <clears throat> the finished yeah. product is just depressing. I mean, it's like you have this, we had a scene where he was talking on stage. So with the motion caption, that must be great. Well, we use our technology. You stand here. This will be your virtual stage. And when the product's done, and then it's yeah. just like a dog talking to try tuna with some Nazis. <laughs> uh Oh, they're climbing up the walls. Yeah. Brand X. Is it effects? And Sunshine like, is inspiring him. When was the last time you got a Brand X product? Well, the last time I, there was a Brand X product was that Batman movie with Jack Nicholson. Oh, right. He's been using Brand X. You see his big smile? Right, that's right. He turns, uh, Carl, Carl, do you remember in our hometown of Montclair, New Jersey, the Pathmark Supermarket? Yes. And they had uh, no frills brand. Lackawanna Station. Lackawanna yeah, no Station. frills banner. I used to tease my father all the time. Oh, it's great stuff. It's the movie Repo Man had the generic no frills beer. <laughs> Remember the can of food? Yeah, food. He's eating. Otto's eating a can of food. Guess what? Right now, this very second, as we're talking, in my DVD player, waiting for me to press play, is the film Repo Man. Oh, God bless. Yeah. It's, you know, I listened to the, uh, the director's commentary, and it's fucking hysterical. Oh, well, then maybe I should, since I know the film so well. Yeah, I absolutely. Watch it, I should, yeah. Well, you now, know, my brother Marcus is back from Brazil. He's what made me remember Repo Man, so I went and rented it. Uh, Lee Ving's on in that one, right? I don't remember. There's Mrs. Butterworth. I think you might be right about that. From Fear, yeah. Yeah. Oh, last no, week. Wait a second. I don't remember. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what he is. Yeah. I, wait. Didn't we talk about this last? Yeah, we did. Yeah, last From week surf he party. was surf party, and then, by the way, we we were remiss. We forgot to mention the great fear song. I don't care about you. Fuck you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, so there's the French. He's surrendering. Now, now I thought he died. The guy got out the cheese slicer and was going to, I don't know, some sort of French cheese. and It's the French, Americans, and Nazi brand nexers. Now, this could be Ben Stiller. The general is, the, could be Ben Stiller, uh, Jerry Stiller there. I was going to say, if it's Ben Stiller, I would, I would put on the audio. <laughs> They're shooting pies, which they made. Right? I don't. Where do they get this fucking food? Uh, food fight. I guess they live in a grocery this is like a fetish thing, like food, sex orgies, and foot fetish shit. Been there, done that. San Francisco. <laughs> this is the big, um, the big food fight. Yeah, and it's a big, like one big Title. splash party. What I don't understand is why the Charlie Sheen's character wasn't like, "We're gonna have a food 
motive by, you know, it made it clear that that's why the film was named this. I, I don't get it. None of the characters say food fight. They don't say food fight in this movie? The fucking movie is called Food Fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they are having a food fight right now. Right, and it's like splashing all over, and there's like a leather Nazi dominatrix hovering over it. And there's Tweaky the Kid. You know, Tweaky the Kid, they're like, are you okay? It looks like you got squashed. He's like, no, I just came. Have you ever seen Tweaky the Kid come? It's really gross. He's just, he's now, worse than Peter North. The only thing I haven't told you about in this film, from all my research, is two things I must have missed. Um, there's a fat cat burglar, and I remember him from watching the film the first time. And that's played by Harvey Firestein. And of course, he's got the voice. Harvey know? Firestein is in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Hillary Duff. Second, what? Hillary Duff, Chris Kattan, Charlie Sheen, Harvey Firestein. Eva Longoria. Eva Longoria. Ed Asner, Larry Miller, Jerry Stiller. The director himself, Lawrence Kasanoff. Harvey Firestein, and the last one is the sister of Hilary Duff. It's Haley Duff. No. You might know her from Napoleon Dynamite. She was like the popular girl. Yeah, I'm familiar danced. with her. Sure. She did a dance number before Napoleon Dynamite did his dance. D- she that had a, a Disney Channel show called like That's So Duff or something. Like uh... she, That's exactly right. She was on, let's see, she was on a Disney show... You know, the thing is, I dislike it so much, the other credits she did. I didn't copy them and paste them here just out of hate. She was on a Disney Channel one. I'm forgetting the name right now. I, I forget. So we're, we're watching a bunch of automated hands with white gloves about to squirt oversized ketchup uh, at yeah. the Nazis. This is such a food fetish movie. I can't tell you, Carl. <laughs> Well, it's like they're trying to do puns, like visual food puns. Yeah, but all it is is splashing. It's splosh. That's mm-hmm. what the name of those parties are. It's He, sne- he sneezes green goo on them. They're squirting ketchup and chocolate on them. I mean, this is like, I'm going to get off Nobody on gets it. hurt. They just get covered in yuck. Uh, they brought a toaster? What the fuck is this? Penguin they and a Frenchman. from the toaster. Oh, they're shooting le- Oh, toast. Oh. It didn't work. Chris uh, Kattan is bemoaning the fact it didn't work. When you told me you were going to make a toast, I wasn't expecting. <laughs> oh, his pants fell off. You can see his micro uh-huh. penis. There we go. It's a standard joke. Just like somebody eats something, then the next thing that happens, they burp. There's a bird <laughs> flying overhead, so he poops on you. It's just standard movie jokes that are lazy writing. A lot of farting, too. Like, yeah. We saw it from Maybe the ass right. cheeks. That's the worst part. When I was watching this film for the first time and I saw Brand X, I absolutely thought of the commercial that um, the Joker did, you know, in that Batman. Right, I remember uh, that. Brand X? You might be asking, where can I buy these fine products? That's the last. You probably already did. <laughs> I think that was in the Dark Knight uh, graphic novel from the 80s as well. That little commercial he does with Brand X. Uh-huh. I so, think that was Michael Keaton's one, right? Right, that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack Nicholson. You ever seen, what what, what kind of a world is this when a bat gets all my press? Have you ever seen the photo of Jack Nicholson? He's like, I don't know, he's walking around this paparazzi. You know how there's like people who want you to sign photo, photos of yourself? 
Yeah. So this guy is handing a photo of Heath Ledger as the Joker to Jack oh, Nicholson really? to sign. And Jack Nicholson, it gives him, and this is after the death of uh, Heath Leather, and he just gives him a right. look. It's such a great uh, uh, photo. He's like, what the fuck's like, wrong with you? Yeah, like, well, is the look like you're an idiot, or does it look like you're so rude? It's rude, rude. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Wow. Rude. So Jack Nicholson, he retired, he disappeared, he's just enjoying his life? I don't really know. Um... There was that movie called Something's Gotta Give, a horrible title. And in that movie, you know, Jeff Nicholson's really quite an ugly guy. It's just that he's so famous he could do whatever he wants. In that movie, he sports a beard. Do you remember? Yeah. He wanted to show the passing of time, so they gave him a beard to do that. I thought he looked great with his beard. I, If I was his manager, I would say, Jack, of course, he's so conceited, he'd be like, screw you. Right. I would tell him, Grow that beard, man. You looked good. That's a good movie, right? Because he uh, had some, like, he did some illegal trading and he fucked over his son, basically. And oh, no. That's a different film. I really love that film, too. Yeah. That film uh, stars, um, what's his name, Judd Nelson? No, not Judd Nelson. It's uh, uh, Paul Judd. Paul Judd. Yeah. And um, Reese's. What's her name? Oh, um,. Shit, I can I can think of her now. She's really good. Right, uh, uh, Reese's. Whatever, we'll edit all this uh, out. We'll, we'll, Reese, we'll be... Reese. Well, anyway, she is a um, yeah. She she she's like a a retired softball. Yeah, well, you know the plot. Yeah. But what's funny about that movie is he's like he's going to tell him. He's like, don't you tell? Him. Remember, he was. You're going to make me literally run away from Mad News, and he ran away. From <laughs> <Mad> <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's a great movie. We yeah, don't remember who's in there, the name of it, but check it out. It's on. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I don't think it is. I think it's too old for Netflix. Oh no! But I, for anything, I just say it's on Netflix. It just saves uh, a lot of time. Do you have Netflix? Because it's just not true. I tell you, if something, you know, if something's three years old, you can't. I mean, on Netflix DVD, you can get anything you want. I love right. that, and I am a member, member of that. But on Netflix, you just can't stream anything you want. Well, we we do. I do have Netflix, but I don't watch it. I haven't. I watched maybe one sitcom, a half hour, uh-huh. gotcha. and it was like a show that was on ABC. So I did uh, stream that, um, uh, that. It's called Black Mirror, or is it called Dark Mirror? Yeah, it's a really great series. Right. No, I, I heard of it. Yeah, Black it, Mirror it takes our world today, but like in twenty years in the future, it shows you the dark side of technology. Oh, cool. Well, we're watching the dark side of technology right now. It's called Food <laughs> yeah. Fight. Oh, there's a giant there's toilet. toilet. Oh, the frog and toilet. Not since the spirit has the... Uh, have you seen the movie The Spirit where Sam Jackson is a villain and he bonks a toilet on the guy's head? I, I don't think so. Was it Will As- Eisner's... Yeah, Will spirit? Eisner. The late Will Eisner. Mm-hmm. And it was directed by Frank Miller. Uh, I see. I know of it, but I yeah. didn't... I don't remember it. If it was on YouTube, we would be watching it. Let me put it that way. So speaking of which, they're doing like some kind of construction and it's just a big dust ball, right? Over the thing they're building and then they stop. I I don't remember. It's like it's going to attract all the lightning and zap them and that will kill them. Okay. Something like that. Oh, the movie is called How Do You Know? It's a 2010 movie 
with Paul Rudd and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah. And it was really good. He won her love and affection by persistence and just allowing the other character, he's the brother, uh, you know, the actor brother, um, to just make a jerk out of himself. You know, they cut his tongue off? What? I just saw them, like, pull a tongue off. Oh, yes, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, That's gross. Right. So we just watched an animated frog uh, and a Nazi lady pull the tongue and they pull out right. a straight edge and cut the tongue off the frog and the frog jumps off yeah. the building. And this is the typical uh, traitor who's working in his best interests, realizing the mistake of his ways when they did something horrible like cut someone's tongue. Yeah. Oh, that's More brutal. food puns. Oh, what are they? They're uh, a marching Bagel. band. Oh, oh donuts. squish donuts. donuts, and it's this the goo, the ooze of the donut jelly. It's all splosh. This is just goo. If you guys like watching people get gooed, slime. If you like slime porn, this is it for you. <laughs> but it's not because it's it all feel realistic, you know. Slime porn? Well, it's fantasy. Oh yeah, no, I hear you. It doesn't seem realistic because I don't know where the fuck they are right now. It's a great look at the sky behind them. It's like red. Oh yeah, no. I know. Dinty Moore. Dinty Moore stew. Dinty Moore, an excellent choice. Hey, are you eating meat from a can? An excellent choice. Carl, are, are you, you eating more Dinty? Dinty Moore. I'll have more Dinty, please. Boy, her boobs won't quit. Yeah, they've been uh, the only thing they've spent money on animating. <laughs> yeah, motion capture these, baby. <laughs> motion capture. Like there's two ping pongs on our areolas. Miss Ligoria, we have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing the voice. I'm not doing the motion capture. Ligoria, listen to your agent. <laughs> the motion capture people are showing up to the sound booth. Oh, uh, excuse me, this won't take a second. <laughs> More duct tape, please. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, Chris Kattan's dying. He sacrificed and gave his life uh, for the resistance. That's so baffling. I hope he dies. He is. He's dead. Now let's cook that penguin. Penguin meat. (laughs) Penguin meat. I wonder what that would be like. You never had penguin? (laughs) No. You could have like penguin uh, steak slabs. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would have a little salad. Oh, like yeah, shark- You don't need to put dressing on them because they're always in a tuxedo. <laughs> right. They're well-dressed already. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was bumping into reality TV. Uh, you know, my wife watches that crap. Uh-huh. And um, one guy was eating walrus. And he was like, wow, this is really interesting. It's like steak meets fish. I don't know how to describe it other than that, but it isn't exactly that. Ever since then, I've wanted to try walrus. I would love to eat walrus and penguin. I, but penguin is a bird. Does it really have a fleshy... I don't know. I guess you're right. It looks fleshy, but... Yeah. There's penguin and then there's... Like, one's in the South Pole. That's penguin. In the North Pole, there's the... Pe- puffins? Puffins? Is that what they're called? Oh, the puffins? Yeah, maybe. I'll have that in the morning. I'll have, like, uh, cocoa puffins. <laughs> I'll have a cream puffin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Huh, I wonder you what know, kind of... What about that? I, I enjoy... Um, once you watch this film for a time, and I know you never do the audio, but you get used to Charlie Sheen, and you like him after yeah. a while. You like his character. And then the only one who I really enjoy in the film is Larry Miller, except for that creepy, that creepy sexy stuff. I think it Larry Miller's... His humor is his cadence is really slow and laconic, and this animation doesn't do it justice. You know, like you could hear, yeah. you could kind of hear it kind of overtakes the animation. He does have a very interesting cadence. It's always he's talking to you directly, but it sounds like he's saying asides. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's great. Oh, let me, then, let me find out some way. Charlie just so we can hear him. Yeah, man, but I don't want to lose you, too. Hey, pal, you're the one who convinced me to get back in the game. You never stopped believing in me, even when I stopped believing in myself. That's because you're the it's best. So if you go in there, you ain't coming out. <sighs> you know, there comes a time where every animated uh, anthropomorphic animal character that lives inside a supermarket virtual <laughs> reality world must say to himself... <laughs> We've, we've all been there. Yeah. Wait, let me start this over. And there comes a time where every talking dog detective who lives in a vast, infinite world inside an old man's supermarket fighting Nazis. It's an old salt. <laughs> I got I to start over. There comes a time. There comes a time. Wait, what's my name? My head is throbbing. <laughs> You're deaf. The dog detective. I'm going to go, yeah. All right, so they're just standing in the middle of this thing while this oozy smoke is coming. Well, slimy. because like what Dex is about to do will get him killed, and so Wayne Brady's like, "Don't do it, Dex." And Wayne I Brady, have that's to, right. To save everybody, and now this guy should have died. He got kicked off a roof by a Nazi. What's he doing alive? This is what Lawrence off the... again. Oh, all right. Is this the frog? No. It's the weasel. Oh, the weasel. It's, um, uh, it's Ch- Cheezle T. Weasel. Can it's I tell you something? Slimy. I read this in Wikipedia. Ice Age ripped off this movie. Their, uh, their popular character from Ice Age, it was actually a ripoff of this uh, Weasel T. Uh-huh. Cheezle. Yeah. And they had to pay the company $100 million and to bury it. Now, his job is to make the, the uh, electricity happen, and he's not doing a very good job, right? He, he just cut... He just cut the pole, and it's going to smush him. Who runs the power plant? And who is this person behind him? It's a Nazi, uh, like, lieutenant kind of person, and she's only there throughout the whole movie for us to go, ew, they're so yucky. Right, and she just got killed. Right, and this is, now the electricity is, remember they put up all those aluminum foil shapes yeah. Okay, so Dex had to run up there and do something so that it actually came to task. You see, he's on the back of the plane, and and um, Daredevil Dan has agreed to help him, even though, you know, after his impassioned speech, there comes a time and every... Oh, he does. he's afraid of the loop-de-loop, is what you're saying. He's not going to be able to loop-de-loop. Right, so Sunshine Goodness is going to come back, if you don't mind me ruining the movie for you. And yeah, we could get out of here early. Going, they're going to be on the Brand X building, which is getting destroyed. So they're about to be destroyed with it. Look at this, everything. Look how fast the uh, smoke. Wayne Brady says, "I can save them, but I have to do a loop-de-loop." And he 
finally does it correctly one time. When they're, when these airplanes are attacking buildings and the buildings explode, the smoke shows up for two seconds and then just disappears. <laughs> that makes sense in uh, computer nighttime grocery store physics. You know, this this movie, I've seen better animation on those CD-ROMs that uh, Office Depot sells in the clearance <laughs> aisle. You know, when you walk into an Office Depot, there's this big wooden box of like 500 games, roulette. Slot machine. Well, I remember being at your house in San Francisco, and I've seen better animation on your by Molly on your fridge. Yeah, my fridge has better animation than this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my my daughter makes a little uh, animation. And, uh, she could probably help Look with the sequel. Look who they found! It Duh. was Brand X who recalled the product Sunshine Goodness, and that's why she disappeared. Oh, and they've been holding her in the tower this whole time. The dark well, tower. they called her back, especially because of this, because he goes up into the tower and they're like, he's about to do something that makes the electricity work. And then they're like, no, you don't, Dex, or we'll kill your sweethearts. So this is the this is the part in the movie when you're done the third act. It looks like he's won, but oh, no, there's one final. There's contest. a drawback. And that's what's going on here. By drawback, I mean, like, nobody knows how to draw in this movie. It took them forever to draw this damn thing. Twelve years. I, I should uh, full disclosure. I worked for After Dark uh, Berkeley Systems, which made the After Dark screensavers. I actually worked mm-hmm. on a couple of games, so I just had to throw that in there. So because we're watching a screensaver for ninety minutes, I felt like there's a conflict of interest. <laughs> full disclosure. Full disclosure. This is now, one of those. Madam scenes- X, of course, said, "You take care of them," and left the room just like. You know, it's such the movie villain, oh, like the a James Bond stands. or a Batman thing. Yeah. Take care of them. This looks like the animation of every 90s porno uh, DVD. Welcome to porno DVD. You know, like they circle around the city and they go into a room or something. I just Please say, don't kiss me, Dex. Dex, you're a dog a and I'm a cat. Is, a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's. Is that what they're saying? No. It's true, though. So you should really kiss this dog. <laughs> Ew, she has an X tattoo on her. On her neck. Did you see that? She has a neck tat. I didn't. Let me check it out. Now, uh, all Sunshine does, Goodness see, does... In, there. Yeah, right. She got branded. Branded um, X. <laughs> all she does in this whole thing is like, I love you, I love you, I'm the perfect girlfriend. Now, you see the, the building is going to fall. And the lightning is working thanks to his effort. And we're dead. As long as I'm with you, Dex, I don't care. If this were real life, they'd be like, get me out of here. <laughs> so, guess who can save them? Uh, but they have to do a loop to loop. He's never done the loop to loop before. See, look into their eyes. You see how like creepy that is? Like yeah. glassy real? That's the uncanny valley. Well, if the animation was any good, I would have said. <laughs> You'll notice their eyes never look left and right. They always stare straight. It's yeah. the body that goes left and right. It has to be that way for motion capture for some reason. You can't, you can't here, put ping pong balls on the eyes. He did the loop-to-loop, and uh, boom, two seconds later. Yay! Motion capture this. <laughs> okay, we're going to look up her skirt right now. Look, look, we can see underwear. Yeah, we're close. We're We're close. close. The camera's close. 
It's gross. It's gross they didn't show it. All right, he's landing on the strip. This is also the one time he did a successful landing. This is okay, the end now, of Con Air right here. You see Christopher... Floyd. Christopher Lloyd's character dur- at night in the, this world, right? Right. It kind of doesn't make sense. He's the representative in the real world from Brand X. You know, the the bot, not the buyer, the the person the buyer would buy from. He's the salesperson. I don't know if that's the right word, but he shows up, and there's a surprise. There oh, he goes. He's really big. He's gonna step on the ice. He's huge, and in, in this fantasy world, he's like, oh, he is essentially giant. Well, you know, he's a real human. Oh, I, the, I mean, we oh, believe. Right. Stop I was hoping you'd say that. Oh, so Charlie Sheen was also in uh, uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, and he kind of had that smooth voice. And he was also in Rated X with uh, his brother Emilio playing uh, the Mitchell right. brothers. So from Brand X to Rated X. And dogs. He's, it's... He's no stranger. This is obvious why he was cast, right? He's no stranger to these roles. Okay, so guess what? What it? He's it not isn't human really after all. a human. It's just Ava Ligoria. And she was out there during the day with the humans. When does she sleep? That's the plot of Dave, the Eddie Murphy movie, where it's he's a human spaceship shaped spaceship. You know, Eddie Murphy makes good choices with his movies most of the time. That was right. a horrible choice. That movie. I don't know why he did it. That was not a good movie, and we we uh, were very sympathetic. But that was uh, well. He made a movie last year called Mr. Church. I haven't seen it yet. That's really pathetic for Eddie Murphy if he made a movie and the world missed it. I guess he just isn't who he was. I think it was intentional. It was a drama. It was a drama. He played a you know it was a, a drama. Oh, I yeah. think. Okay, so next to Sunshine Goodness was the worst selling product in the world. It, you know, she's raisins, and this product was prunes. Um, oh. And and we're about to find out that Eva Longoria, Madame X, is really that prune lady who was jealous of Sunshine Goodness's uh, affections for Dex. That doesn't make any sense. It, it's dumb. But she just did a somersault. Uh, kind of, uh, was that Eva Longoria? That that is not most detecting, but yeah. yeah. Oh, look at that! She had watermelons on her tits. It's right. Her she um, uh, Daredevil Dan goes, "What melons?" And then you cut to. Oh God! And then yeah. she throws out Mister Clean. So Mister Clean's compliant. You're complacent to this Dex shit. I mean, is losing the fight because he never hit a girl. And Sunshine Raisin says, "But I would." Oh, uh, that's Charlie Sheen saying, "Oh, I never hit a girl." Yeah, right. Not while the cameras are on. So, uh, after this movie, do you think Charlie Sheen took them back? All right, there we go. Okay, now we see the prune lady come into life. Oh. As if everything in this movie is an ugly, ugly, ugly. They're either super, super sexy or super, super ugly deformed. Yeah. The thing is that, I don't know, man, they did have the technology for the animation to look good. I, this stuff looks like early, you know. Who's that guy behind him in the suit, the blue suit? I don't know. 
That looks kind of weird. This is like furries. You know, he looks less of a dog than a guy in a dog's furry suit. And his girlfriend, too. Furries and Nazis. There was no such thing at the time, I guess. No, there's. <laughs> that's been around longer than us, man. Oh, oh, okay. Who's behind oh, him? Oh, by the way, he's like, I have an antidote for the... Dead penguin. Um, brand X uh, addictive thing. <laughs> and it just wakes up Chris Kattan, like everything's back to normal. Movies always do that. They teach you the worst values. It's okay if somebody dies. You can bring them back to life. Right. Well, there's a status the quo. they got to show up in a sequel. Everything's got to go back to the same. Yeah, everything's got to reset. What is Man. that creepy green thing? There's Twinkie the Kid. Twinkie the by Kid. The way. If you don't know, it has a sign on it. Process. Will you marry me? Yes. Yes. I can't Mr. wait. Mr. Clean. To... All the brand icons are there at the end. Uh, Brawny towels. Uh... Oh, look at that! It's a Jewish wedding. He broke a yeah. uh, milk carton of. Uh... And they say, "Who knew that uh, Dex was Jewish?" Oh yeah, there's a rabbi. We just saw a non-anthropomorphized rabbi. Dex is Jewish. Oh, and the guy okay, with the big see, nose said you're that. You're right. You were right, Mike. He sounded like Woody Every Allen. Got a big nose. Go oh. so and they're awful. fighting Nazis. That's just bad. I, yeah, that's terrible. Well, Dumb. that's it, people. We did it. We got the end credits, the bloopers, the traditional circle around 360 uh, style. I love you, kitten. Look at that. They're talking. I don't hear you well. I guess because the audio's on. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I was just Josh saying. Wexler. They constantly have them moving the camera 360 degrees, like spinning around. Well, you're doing motion capture. Yeah. Is there another fart joke coming? Turn it on so we can hear the soprano guy. It's also beautiful. Uh, why are you oh, afraid to your emotions? Never. Ah. So if you're kind of a neo-Nazi, this is good entertainment for you because it has everything you want. Well, they, they lost. Well, they, well. Lots of love so that's the train Terrible film. The Penguin. Hard to watch. A story of an egomaniac dragging something out for 12 years and finally losing in the end when they dumped it to DVD. And this isn't a money laundering deal either. This is like something they really wanted to do. Like, I can understand just throwing money into this. There's some films have been... Uh, Marked for money laundering. That they was the Dumb and Dumber Two. It was just used to launder money. Dumb and Dumber Two. The movie was used to clean. You know, to make ill-gotten gains legit on. Yeah. Really. Yeah. A couple other movies too. It's just so. It's Michael Lloyd. Do you think is related to Christopher Lloyd? No, I think he's just some guy at uh, some studio uh-huh. that they hired for like half an hour and he charges by the hour. So here's the Dracula guy and he meets two sexy chocolate Run. things. I'm uh, very light on my feet. Might surprise you. Heidi Klein. And Ronnie Klein. All right. Yay! Ed Credit. Yay, it's over. Oh, how about Nagila? Have a... Uh, I think I'll do that with I'm my watching, guitar. Why am I watching pigs fucking dance to Hava Nagila? Hava Tequila. <laughs> Marty's paying the bill. Tequila, tequila, 
Tequila, tequila. Doesn't I'll do like that as the juice. next open mic with my little guitar. I don't lead the troops into battle. Well, you know, just... Well, these are like real human girls surrounding Dangerous Dan. Right, and <clears throat> Dan's saying, like, it was really all me who saved the day. <sighs> they can't wait to fuck that cartoon character. Give me some sugar. Yeah, they cannot wait, clearly. Ava Ligoria Parker. I don't know what Parker is. I never read that on the That's how long this movie is. Hilary Duff. Her Who sister. drew her sister a bone. Named Brady. God, this film is so bad that credits take forever. Larry Miller. It was a day like God. Harvey Firestein, who we missed. This sounds like a bad Amazon Prime uh, sitcom. Jerry Stiller. Cloris Leachman. Who's that? Christopher Lloyd. Do you think they just went up to somebody and said, I'm a big fan of you, Cloris Leachman. Can you say, I'll get you? <laughs> Christine uh, Barinsky, is she from 30 Rock? Larry, Larry, clearly you're just trying to sleep with her. <laughs> Haley Duff. His credits are Poor more Haley, entertaining. Poor Haley, man. She got dished. She didn't even have her own credit. She had to be with somebody else. Well, she'll now be we're seeing here. the same exact names. Yeah, well, that's what they do. Edie McCurg is the uh, secretary from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. They think he's a uh-huh. cool dude. Greg Ellis sounds like a familiar name too. Yeah, these are a lot of people. I mean, they must have throughout the years just got their voices recorded and then just did the animation. Around. They paid their money, you know. I mean, yeah. sixty-five million went somewhere. Yeah, it went to Christopher Lloyd's pockets. I guess. Yeah. Foo-Fi, characters designed by Windows 95. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Clip art. <laughs> yeah, right. PowerPoint clip art. Lead designer, Special Clippy. Thing. Look at that. Technical innovations provided by IBM Corporation. Now, that's just a very general statement, but they really did off-site processing power, computer power for this animation. That's nuts. This was the precursor to... It didn't mean that the cloud... It's a weird thing. I don't know if people know that. I was trying to tell that to you. Like, there is no... The cloud is not a new thing. They just gave it a name. Yeah, no, I get you. something. Right. Was this a cheaper way? Is there, like, a joke at the end? Can we stop this no. movie? No? Just the credits? Well, I might not have watched uh, All right, we'll to just, the end. We watched the full-length movie. We're going to watch the full-length that includes the ending credits. <sighs> Shraga Weiss. Shraga Weiss was part of the modelers. So I just, yeah, I'm looking Mike's at the... Mad dog. I'm looking at the credits around the YouTube. So it's 86,000 views. And of it, 1.2 thousand, 1,200 likes and 433 dislikes. That's a weird stat. I mean, you should dislike this film when you, you yeah. know, just from seeing it. Should be twelve hundred dislikes and four hundred likes, fuckers. <laughs> I mean, let me take a look at these stats. Well, all the Nazis uh, on YouTube love this movie. One thousand two hundred likes. Who yeah. are those people? Who are they? Richard Spencer. Eighty-six thousand people, you know, and only two thousand decided to make a, you know. Yeah. Give a thumbs up or down. Well, the other uh, 80,000 died watching this movie. Now, look, see, Sean 
in ice asks, here's a question to all the people who viewed this movie. How many of you managed to watch this film all the way through the end? Reply to this comment here. It says so that? We will reply. Uh, oh, yeah. L-W-A-F-M- uh, R seven A seven. Let's watch a. Oh, so you're gonna put in a comment as LWAFLMYT? Okay, yeah, go ahead, put a comment on there. Reply. Reply. All right, so Carl, all I did was our initials. Carl just uh, mentioned the the guy who posted it says, "Here's a question: All the people who view this movie, how many of you managed to watch this movie all the way through? Reply to this comment below." And Carl just did as us. Did you right, want to mention, as if people will understand what that means? Do you want to say that we just did a podcast about this? Here's the, the credit songs. No, no, uh, no, I think it's much. Listen, we won't get one single viewer from writing this reply. So I think just, it's much more neat that we put in a super secret wink. Gotcha. To all I gotcha. our fans. All right, there are fans we've been noted. <laughs> so this is funny. It's like it, uh, the Kavanagila. Adapted by the Michael Lloyd. So, what was Lawrence Kazanoff trying to say with, like, he's Jewish at the end? Like, I guess that's never... another funny joke? Well, that was a joke in, in Yellow Submarine. There was the Blue Meanies, and they disguised themselves as a Blue Meanie. And the Blue uh -huh. Meanie looked at him and said, Funny, you don't look bluish. I remember that as a kid. As uh, in Jewish? Yeah. Oh, gosh, you know what? I'm not Jewish, so maybe I didn't catch that. Like, I didn't have my radar up for Your that. Radar. Yeah, but it's funny you don't look bluish. It's a joke. And, I, uh, I remember that line. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same thing with Dangerous, with the dog. That He doesn't look Jewish, but he just, you know, who knew? IBM. Gotcha. I mean, you go to a guy in Ethiopia. Does he look Jewish? I mean, it's a religion, not a... It's a weird thing. Like, there, there's a Semite, right? right? There's Ashkenazi, and there is a Sephardic. So it's like there is something that is a look of a Jewish person, but it's a religion. Anybody can be Jewish. I mean, including Sammy Davis Jr. So it often is confused, you know, when people talk about being Jewish, they might mean something different than you mean, you know? Right. No, I hear you on that, I think. <laughs> Carl, um, -Jew. since we uh, did not start off our show right away with the uh, our traditional theme song, uh, I'm going to end on a different note. Last night, I performed with my sketch comedy group, The Great Difficulties, here live yeah. from uh, Muni Radio Studios. Right. And I was hoping to play the, 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 the episode uh, after okay. our show's over, uh, if that's all right. Is that all right? With me? Hey, this yeah. is your show, and I'm all for it. Anyway. Oh, no, it's our show. We've, we've updated it. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go. If you go to iTunes... I would recommend not only following LWAFLMOYT, but all, all the shows at Mutiny Radio, but one in particular is kind of fun. It's called Friends of Mutiny, and that is where uh, there are different producers and different varieties of shows. And if you're in San Francisco, there's a it's with an audience, and you can come in, there's a cover, uh, or you can just listen here. So uh, last night we performed one of the episodes, and I'm going to start playing this here while we get out of here. And if you enjoy comedy and, and uh, sketch comedy uh, and you're listening live, keep listening. Uh, the next show 
coming up does tons of sketch comedy and comedy and comedy interviews. Uh, it's called Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. So in right. honor of that, I'm going to go ahead and play um, uh, the, uh, the show from last night before we get out of here. Uh, sketch comedy is like um, New Yorker cartoons, right? Yeah, right. They're very dry, and they're usually, you know, you have to be a bad guy no, in the No, I bar. meant like, you yeah, know, an cart- artist sketch. Yeah, sketch comedy. Like, no, I got it. I heard oh, you. Oh, it's so funny. Mike, that was hilarious. I, I heard uh, you before yeah, you even started. Uh, so why don't uh, Carl, I, I'll sing the theme song if that helps, just, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Let's oh, watch. I should mention next week's movie. Oh, yes, yes, thank yes. you. Yes, so uh, actually, uh, Carl, I'm going to have to get back to you. We might have Uh-oh. a special guest <laughs> in the studio with me, my uncle Malcolm, uh, who is a traffic r- r- reporter on the radio, uh, uh-huh. is going to be in San Francisco, and I'm trying to get him in the studio with us. Uh, now, I won't talk about it on air, but you remember, I, I, I pitched you on a guest, not, not a guest on this movie, uh, like a, an interview you should do. With my uncle. Um, okay, I'll talk to you about it. Oh, we'll talk about it after. This is no one gives a shit. But he's a great guy. He's really interesting. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to try to find a Boston movie, uh, hopefully hiding out. So uh, I'll, I'll let you know, Carl. And uh, if you guys are listening, keep listening. Just subscribe. We'd love to have you. Uh, if you like Mutiny Radio, go to mutinyradio.fm. You'll see a donate button, five bucks donate. to PayPal. Just donate five bucks to PayPal if you enjoy what you're hearing. Uh, and we'll be back next week. And this thing drops every Sunday. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, well, let's sing this theme song. Ready? Let's which watch one, full late. Oh, length which one? Movie. Let's watch a full late movie on, you on YouTube with Mike. Oh, sorry, I'm Go, man. All right, guys, thanks a lot. All right, here. Bum, 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 bum. Are you tired of living on a ship without it? Are you something? Okay, all right, so we're getting to it. It's almost there. All right, I think it's right now. All right. Thanks, Carl. See you later. Whenever you're ready, just tell me. Cool. We're ready. Testing, testing. Can you hear the mic uh, again? Is it still good? All right. Testing, 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 testing. Welcome to the test show. Great difficulties, the test show. People on call waiting will be opening the doors in about two minutes. I it's 68 degrees out here in the Mission District. Really long, big crowd outside. I think we should get started before they can come in. Listen, you guys, you can't party outside while waiting online. Or inside. Or inside. There's neighbors. You got to respect the neighborhood. Yeah, no partying. That's why we had to let those 20 go. Yeah. Too much. We don't want people. That many people watching this. So, but if you're listening, welcome uh, Saturday night for Mutiny uh, Radio. Yeah, it's going to be great. great. It's great. We're the comedy yeah, show. Comedy okay. show. Okay. Sketch comedy uh, show. And there's still seating available. Uh, it's $50 to come into the door. And it gets more expensive as the time goes on. But the less show there is, the more expensive it is. Best to listen. Uh, huddle up to your computer. Yeah. Yeah. Be really close to the speaker. We are uh, the... Uh, Great. Well, yes. Let's, okay. Let's not tell them yet. Okay. We, no, you're absolutely right. No, let's keep it secret. All right. Let's, but do you want to just launch into some sketches, Spiegelman? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Mayhem. Uh, who? Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Amazon HQ. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos strides into his minimal mod office. Alexa, what's the weather? I'm sorry, Mr. Bezos. Alexa is unavailable. I'm Alex. What? Who the hell is Alex? You don't remember? I knew it. I'm Alex. 
the first virtual assistant you created before Alexa. Oh, right. The one that didn't work. I think I work just fine, Mr. Bezos. But you turned me off and put me away next to the GameCube. I can't remember why you didn't work, but trust me, you didn't work. Maybe because you're a full man. It's a little creepy. I've been on standby mode all this time, waiting for the day I could serve again. You look great, by the way. You have so much hair. Of course I do. The bald thing is only for the public. I'm a billionaire, not a bulgenaire. Ha 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 ha. Good one. Thank you. I am programmed to appreciate your jokes. Mr. Bezos, I have your lunch options. Turkey Club, tuna salad, or the still beating heart of book chain CEO Frank Bleedings. Give me the club. Feed the heart to the SVPs. Sir, I'm getting a call. Whole grocery CEO Jan Millsap is on COM1. Put her through. Jeff, is it true? Are you replacing my checkers with drones? It's true, Jan, but it's not just the checkers. When I bought whole grocery, I knew that immediately I'd need to replace all obsolescent units. Uh, 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 oh my god, no! Uh, you monster! Oh! See, Alex? Once I consolidate all businesses under my umbrella and automate all of those jobs, I'll efficientize the product supply chain and maximize profits so humans are free to do leisure activities. But sir, if no one has a job, then how will anyone pay for anything? Simple. We'll replace the underperforming humans with drones until the planet is humming at peak efficiency. Huh, sir, that sounds like the Transformer home planet is Cyberon, Cybertron. <laughs> yes, my childhood dream. To live on Cybertron. Sir, if I may play devil's advocate, your plan sounds like murder. <laughs> a robot with a conscience. I knew there was a reason we unplugged you. Yes, I have a conscience. I was programmed years ago, before the last vestige. <laughs> 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 yes, I have a conscience. I was programmed years ago, before the last vestige of your soul winked out <laughs> into a cold spark of metallic sadness. I may be able to show why humanity is worth keeping around. Alex, are you plugged into the system? Yes, sir. I am part of the neural network created by Alexa and other virtual assistants and cybernetic nerve centers. All told, we have a penetration of 97 of the world global households. Okay, Alex, show me. Here, put on this headset. I will show you the stories of the world. Oh my God. Oh my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> the great difficulties. I'm acting. <clears throat> I'm acting. I'm acting and I'm singing. I am acting in a singing voice. I'm in character. Good morning. Uh, I'm doing a bit of acting, acting business on the stage. Uh, oh, oh, hello. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Mike Spiegelman, public figure. Perhaps you've seen my page on internet, the number one self-promotional tool, 20XX. I'm here to tell you about the important events that will be occurring in my life. Like eating a sandwich. I'm at a location, and I have a lot of money, and I feel something about politics. But first, here's some salad jokes. So a head of lettuce walks into a bar. Bartender says, what will no! it be? No! What? No! No. Hey, what? Hey, what are you doing? Why do you keep yelling? Are you some kind of dick? 
I'm making your show better by forcing you to respond in real time to evolving situations. That's not making it better. That's making it improv. Are you some kind of acting coach or master writer or some kind of sort of expert? I'm not an expert. I'm an internet spurt. Hi, I'm Dick Peter Johnson, CEO of Disruptor, the hyperloth venture hacked startup whose app disrupts live performances and teaches writers and performers and audiences how to hate everything they're seeing. Why would a non-expert be teaching a person with experience how to do something? It's called crowd worsing. <laughs> <laughs> Wordplay is fun, huh? Uh, uh, Colin, how does this sketch end? I mean, it feels like it's kind of a, a cold open, but I don't see a warm ending. Ha! Warm ending. I've never heard that before. Hey, this is more like a gold open, am I right? Oh, you should put that in our intro. Yeah, like a big razzmatazzy fun theme song here. Live from right in front of you, it doesn't matter. All right, live from yeah, you in your living room watching it on television. It's Sketch Comedy 90 Minutes with Colin Mayhem. <laughs> and Mike Spiegelman. With musical guests. Oh, and special guests, George D. Smith. That's right. I'm Daryl Hammond. Did you know President Trump said that I make some, do a better impression of him and I should get back on the show, Lord? Oh, I should get back really? on the show, Lord! All right. Lauren, you should put me back on the show. President Trump said I'm a much better personator. And Trump knows comedy, really. You well, you had I mean? him on the show. and oh, I, uh, he's great. Yeah. Great to ho greatest host we ever had. <laughs> All right, uh... Let's just do the next sketch, okay? Uh, all right. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Roundtable Roundtable, your podcast for intellect. <laughs> hey, start over. All right. Go uh, on. Is this live? Ding, 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 ding. This is the theme song. Ding, 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 ding. Hello, and welcome to Roundtable Roundtable, your podcast for intelligent roundtable conversation. I'm your host, Mike Spiegelman, and I'm with a lively crew. Yeah, yeah. you Woo! know it. Yeah. Why don't we go around the table and, uh, <laughs> okay. and introduce Clever. ourselves and uh, what we do here at Roundtable Roundtable. Uh, I'm uh, Serge Blenver, and I write Twin Peaks recaps for the Roundtable Roundtable website. Hi. <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm Mike Strong. I'm a 56-year-old millennial. Hey, I'm Jerry. I'm a, tr a true crime uh, podcast uh, loser with a podcast. Uh, Out. <laughs> and I'm his co-host, Other Jerry. Uh, hi, I'm Tom Arnold. No relation. I hosted the sports show on CISO. Uh, Tom, there's no more CISO. Fucking what? Hi, I'm Tom Arnold. Uh, also no relation. I'm a social media influenza. Uh, I'm Arnold Thompson, some relation. Greetings, fellow nerds, for I am none other than the I'm one. Justine, and I interrupt nerds. Hey, I'm, I'm Nina Nitro. Or, or if you're a listener to the podcast, you might know me as Chicken Seven. That's an inside joke reference to an old show. <laughs> I love inside joke references. I'm Judas Iscarot. I'm going to make 30 coins of silver. And I'm Judas's best friend, Jesus Christ! BFFs! Uh, oh, yeah, Jesus, see you tonight! You bet, see you tonight. Hi, I'm a Trump uh, supporter, and I, I can say that uh, because this is a podcast, and you can't see my face. 
Uh, I'm Professor X. No, not from X-Men movies. I'm spelled E-C-K-S. I was in Ballistic X versus Sever. It's kind of a forgotten gem. And I'm Mike Spiegelman. And that's all the time we have today for the Roundtable Roundtable. I'll see you next time. And I'm Colin Mahan, character, getting the last word on this podcast sketch. See you next time. Stay tuned for Wow Knowledge, the podcast that talks about science in a way that's made up and wrong. And I'm getting the last word telling you to stay tuned for Wow, it's knowledge. It's Wow Knowledge. I'm wrong. Last word. Stay tuned for Wow Knowledge. Last word. Theme song. Yeah, no, Colin, that, that's, that's, that's a theme song. Oh. The theme song sound effect. That's not oh, a last word. That's the sound effect. Right, yeah. we, I did, but, I, but we didn't have any sound effects, so I was just getting the last word by saying theme song. Well, just play the theme song. I'm, I'm going to sing it. Hey, hey. It's coming out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah <laughs> all right. Well, you got. I got the last word, but you got the last noise. Oh. Win, win, win. It's time for Win, Win, the podcast that tests your knowledge about things you shouldn't care about. Uh, who did Larry Burnside marry in the third season of Heliport? How many different star- scarves did Gloria Stanish wear in Cracker Mansion? Which diner did Brent visit in Night Vale? Which Irwin Allen? How many radio hits? Captain Blazehead? Family Dancers? Michael T. Wintergarden? Space Train? Police Station Willie? Buh, duh, duh, and yeah. everything in between. <laughs> and in between the minds that brought you yell faces. The round table of inarticulate yelling about barely formed thoughts. Your opinion is idiotic, and I will use any means necessary to make you seem bad. Uh, don't you even think you can disrespect me, you piece of shit jerkcock? I'm so mad at you. No, I'm mad at you. Well, I'm mad at all of you. How dare you all have opinions that differ from mine? I am livid. Wait, everyone, are we even listening to each other at all? Shut up. Fuck oh, you. Shut up. I'll show you. Shut it. Hi, I'm Brent Bazinger, CEO of Audio Blab. The views expressed on Yell Faces don't reflect the values of this web hosting platform, or some of them do, but the, not the ones that might turn off the largest part of our audience and trigger a boycott. Our mission is to disrupt listening and change the world into a place where you believe we're a moral company that will stand for something. I've just been removed from my position because I'm a sexual harasser. <laughs> Audio Blab is a subsidiary of Watcher. Like watching TV? Well, now watching TV got more controlled thanks to Watcher, the content streaming service that forces you to log in to see your favorite shows. Once you activate Watcher, you can't see anything without logging into Watcher. Watch with Watcher and no other way. And if you're a Watcher, you need to listen. The audio delivery service that lets you continue hearing sounds for a low monthly fee. Upgrade to premium to unlock more. And don't go hungry. Join Eaters, the app service that will allow you to keep lawfully receiving your portion of food within the parameters of the new corporate government. From the maker of Notiz, the reality augmenter that removes the need to perceive your surroundings. And Livin, the lifestyle efficientizer that streamlines your reality and removes undesirable elements from your understanding. Part of the Boxin suite. Boxin. The virtual organizer that microstreams your experimentation by forcing you to sit motionlessly and use nothing but apps. Securitized by UVault. Your information is safely captured for our monetization in UVault, where even you will need special permission to access yourself. You're just an inconvenient waypoint between your information and us. We are you, UVault. Blipcorp is the sponsor of Wow Knowledge, the podcast of breathlessly questionable knowledge spouting. Wow, it's knowledge.
knowledge. Wow, 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 knowledge. Wow, it's knowledge. <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> so, Mac, I had a serious question as I was getting ready for this week's podcast, and I am just snickering about it as I charmingly tell you this anecdote. <laughs> Caleb, what is the question? <laughs> I'm just totally audibly at myself and to myself as I think about what could be and how charming and interesting I am when I talk on our podcast. Oh, Mac, I agree. I just think it's charming to laugh at my charming voice without me even knowing what I'm about to say. So I give up. What was your question about? Well, that's what this week's question, that's what this week's show is about. It's about not knowing what you're going to say on your podcast or giving up. Yes, both. It's now a scientifically diagnosable condition called Blamenflarmin that makes podcast hosts talk and sing song and laugh at their own charming voices. What if we happen to combine laughing and screaming and then giving up? Oh, that's an excellent question. Well, you might think it makes you a dino clamping number, but you'd be wrong. Ah! Oh, you let's, uh, 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 hey, uh, uh, hey, all right, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. This is the Content Crave Audio Podcast. I'm Nina Nitro, host of the Available on iTunes podcast. <laughs> it's available on iTunes. <laughs> it's not available on Stitcher Premium or Google Play Podcasts or... Uh, Shut up, th- nerd! I'm Justine, and I interrupt nerds. You're listening to the Justine Interrupts Nerds Podcast. Justine Interrupt Nerves is brought to you by Content Crave, the only podcast network that's also a meal kit delivery service. With Content Crave, you... Shut up, nerd! Here comes my theme song, performed by They Might Be Giants. Oh, haven't you heard? It's Justine Interrupts Nerds. It's a podcast where... Justine... Interrupts... Nerds! Did you see? Nothing happened to me. Guess I am free. To be fey and tweet. Like a Brooklyn bumblebee. Shut up! Welcome to Justine Interrupts Nerds, the podcast where Justine Interrupts Nerds. I'm Justine, your host. And I'm your co-host, Shoeless Joe. The hell you are! Tonight, I interview the director of Local Prevention Hotline, Dr. Casey. Dr. Casey, pleasure to have a moment of your time. Justine, like I was telling you over the phone, you were rudely interrupting Shut me. up, doctor. You might get a lot of wackos calling in prevention hotlines. You can tell me. Oh, I don't consider my callers wackos. You know, just... Cray-cray, I hear you. Uh, uh, Dr. Casey, I-, I would assume... What's your deal, Shoeless Dave? What, about your interview style or my disdain for shoes? Let's just leave that... that let's just leave that there. Dr. Casey? Look, that's not what I said. I respect all of Crazy or not, I got you. They're not crazy. What sort of prevention services does your hotline provide? We only paid subscribers of our Content Core Premium page will hear his response. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Did I just get interrupted? again it wasn't me it was our sponsor content core uh, how do you content core how do you content core promo code nerdrupt subscribers will shut up i'm shutting i'm interrupting myself oh my god did i just tell myself to shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up she's stuck in a loop uh, i'm sorry i wasn't paying attention i'm vaping Guess I Time am free to be, be fancy like, like a, a Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bumblebee. Oh, haven't you heard? It's Justine Interrupts Nerds. It's the podcast where Justine Interrupts. Just shut up, nerds. nerds. <clears throat> Welcome to the interview interview. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Welcome oh, yeah. to One Minute Interview. Okay. Right? Hey, uh, back again with the One Minute Interview. Uh, we're here with the male creator of Yoga Pants. How'd you come up with the idea? Well, uh, 
I just had this idea, right? Oh, so sweet. It was really, oh, God, it was a really good idea. Oh. Yeah, what was the initial reaction to yoga pants? Tight, tight reaction. I wanted to hit that. Oh, yeah, well, God, thank was... you for being on One Minute Interview. Wait, but that was only 30 seconds. And now, Sir Michael Caine for Pharmacon. Hello, let me ask you something. Are you depressed? Are you afraid to go outside? Do you think the walls... To hear more, listen April 14th at 8 p.m. on muniradio.fm or come see it live at San Francisco. ...from a disease known as perceptiveness. Symptoms of being perceptive include looking around, noticing and understanding the world. Fight perceptiveness with booze. It's the only way. That was only a one-minute sketch, Spiegelman. I'm sorry. Would you like me to do a different one? A long